Welcome back, wrestling fans, to the Mount Rushmore Wrestling Podcast. This is episode 31, and we are in for a very big week. Before we kind of get into anything, I want to get a temperature check. We did not have a second episode last week, and our guest actually was very kind enough to point that out for me. Uh, we, we just had some emergencies come up on Thursday, so... Uh, that's on me. I should have put a tweet out, but we did not have a second episode. This week, we're probably going to make up for that. We have two prediction shows, and we may have you having a live show on uh, Sunday. So, got to look forward to. But what I'm going to do first, we're not going to go to the On This Day. We're going to go to our guest. So, we have Matt Lewis from the Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast here today. And uh, what a guest. If you guys checked us out, uh, I was on their podcast not too long ago, about three weeks ago. Uh, but we brought him over here, and he may come back for another episode, uh, him and Graham, his co-host. So. Uh, but Matt, please introduce yourself. Tell us where you're from, what got you into wrestling, and then we'll get into also some specifics later. Okay. Um, well, uh, wrestling fan. Well, um, Sisters, brothers, non-binary others. My name is uh, is Matt, the magnificent Matt Lewis. Um, I am a UK based. Um, you can also call me commentator, fraud. Um, you could call me um, many things, but mainly wrestling fan and uh, podcast. Uh, well, I guess podcast veteran, veteran fan nowadays. Yeah. I mean, tell, tell we, the folks I mean, in the episodes. I mean, I mean, good cop, bad cop. We're coming up on our, we're coming up on our two hundred fiftieth episode. Um, we've been going five years nearly that we started pre-pandemic unlike a lot of these fly-by-night podcasts which started because the pandemic was going on you guys actually started after it was all ending so that, that to be fair i feel i feel a connection here you didn't do it because of the pandemic you did it because of something to do in general but yeah i mean there is a lot of history out there about what, why the show started um mainly because i was guessing on graham's um son's podcast because his son was on the naughty step um and it didn't feel right me doing it all the time so we started good cop bad cop and yeah it's been that it's it's simple uh good it's exactly the thing good cop and bad cop they argue each other all the time we find the good stuff in wrestling we find the bad stuff in wrestling the good stuff we usually agree about the bad (laughs) stuff we tend to disagree (laughs) about on a regular basis and that, but that's that, but that's the narrative we chose, and it works. Of course, it all, we also have the amazing Devil's Advocate round, which is a promo battle. Basically, um, it's a case of, for example, you have to defend something on the lines of, well, um, let me think of something off the top of my head here. The one um, you gave me was Tamina. Uh, Tamina being the number one pick in the draft. To me, it should have. To me, to me, it would have been one one draft pick. Yeah, that's what I had you. That's what I had you defend, and you did a fine job. To be fair, um, I may. I mean, for example, one of you two gentlemen, for example, who weren't who weren't able to get on the show, uh, I would say to you guys to defend for twenty seconds. You must defend this statement. The Celtics deserve to lose every game this season. Hard to defend. That's the it point. might not be that hard now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to defend that. <laughs> Because we have had a few times in 250 episodes where a person has said, no, not defending that. <laughs> not defending that at all. But that's the, but that's the thing, you see. Some, but sometimes you've got to twist it so it can make it fit sort of thing. Grown it all the time. 
either both. It's a, it's a very there, fun segment, but, to be fair, though. It, it makes you think quickly. It's, it's a, well, it is a, well, to be fair, I mean, I've had a bit of practice. <laughs> very true. So, you know, I, even, even before, I mean, I, I mean, I'd be more than happy to send you guys a playlist um, from VGM, Visual God Media, which we, we're yeah. on, of course. Um, and it, it, obviously, go back five years, and every year at Christmas, we put something out called, which I, well, I do called the Christmas Crackers, um, where we have little segments of what's happened good throughout the year, sort of thing. And I, and I, the network gets involved, and they all say what their highlights of the year have been. I will be asking you guys to do oh, that awesome. this year because I think there's a kinship already. Because I love, I think you guys are brilliant, and you guys deserve spotlighting for sure, for sure. Um, Graham also puts an alternative Christmas cracker out, much like, much like in England we have the King's Speech. Oh, yeah. The King will go on TV every year, and, and he'll be like, and he'll talk about what's been good this year. Well, on another channel, we have the alternative King Speech, where someone else is talking about something, so we ain't got to watch the King. Um, it's 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 an, a pretty British thing yeah. he's he does, and he puts an alternative Christmas cracker. To piss me off, basically. <laughs> I think Gren does most of that uh, stuff to piss right. me off, so I can see why. Gren is also to piss me off, but to be fair, be fair we're yeah. best friends. I, I, I can see the good dynamic, though, and that works in exactly what the podcast name is and the, the theme of it. Because uh, we talked about this a lot, too, when I was on, was, you know, if you all agree, it's kind of boring as shit, to be honest. <laughs> like, if you disagreed on anything, it'd be tough to tough to get through. You'd just be... Doing a, a weekly news it, highlight. It is hard. I mean, that'd be controversial. I mean, I'm, I mean, I've, I'm quite lucky. I've had got. I've, I've do several different podcasts. I've done. I do gaming. I do Dungeons and Dragons. I do. Um, I do. I usually do a Formula One one. I do. I do soccer. Um, my husband does a gaming okay. podcast, Crystal's Games, on the network, and I produce the show for him. But he does all the order himself and everything. I just, I just put it all in the places for him. Uh, but he had it all um, solo, the whole thing solo, and I'm like, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. He, he's absolutely brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant at that. Not my, not. I mean, I've been a guest on his show a couple of times, but Chris is very good at, at monologuing. Yeah. And the thing, certain things work good for certain people. And very true. Yeah. I feel like I'm No, it's here. okay. No, uh, we will we will move on to the on this day. But I I agree the also the dynamic for us. I think the three of us and we we potentially had a fourth going into this idea, but our idea was very much we could play off of each other because we do have some similar ideas. But there's definitely some hot takes amongst the group that we don't necessarily agree on, like in, in, <clears throat> Roman Reigns or uh, Brian Danielson or other other ventures uh, into that realm. So. There's some good takes, but well, I, dare, I dare say we'll touch those throughout the day. <laughs> we will hit some of those. So, uh, Chris, why don't we turn it to you? We got the on this day, and then we'll uh, hop into some news. All right, on this day, uh, May twenty second, two thousand five, we had a pay per view. It was Judgment Day. So Ooh. I'm not going to go through the entire card. This is one of my favorite Judgment Days uh, main events that year. It was John Cena yeah. defeating JBL in an I Quit match. Slim pickings, to be fair. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, so just a few other matches on that card. We had Rey Mysterio defeating Eddie Guerrero by DQ. Again, John Cena defeating JBL in the I Quit match for the WWE title. Orlando Jordan def- defending the U.S. Championship against Heidenreich. Nice. Oh, for those that remember Heidenreich. 
Um, so it really wasn't a good judgment day. It was pretty much summed up by one good match. Um, top heavy. Very top do you guys heavy. remember who was on the poster of this judgment day? It was John Cena with his fists yep. on the table. Yep. I, I don't know if cover. it's a table, but yeah. No, yeah, yeah great cover. Tell you, we think we think John Moxley bleeds like a pig. John Cena oh. would lost half his body weight that oh, night. Yeah. <laughs> I I I I take your comments and I wind you back twelve months from that to Eddie Guerrero. Oh, oh yeah. very true. Oh, yeah. right. And Jake Miel. That, that was bad too. Oh, that was a lot. The, uh, the Texas Bull Run. That was the last M That's the last M rated WWE oh, pay per view. Wow. Hey Ooh. Matt, around yeah, that, um, that's why blading's not. That's why blading is Matt, stupid. Around <laughs> what year did you become a wrestling fan? How long? Um, 1999 so during the Attitude Era, right. peak of Attitude Era. Like I'm an Attitude yeah. Era boy, but I fit my show up, <laughs> mate. Don't worry about that. But I, even I know that blading is stupid. It's true. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, and Matt joined probably like a year or two before we really started, but it was around the same time. So we have similar, uh, you know, jump ins to wrestling. So let's jump into the news. Yeah, I think I was like older. <laughs> I think I was slightly older. <laughs> let's uh, let I, I was a late Let's faster. jump into the news, um, and uh, there's a lot to talk about. We'll do a couple things quickly. Uh, rest in peace this week. Superstar Billy Graham did pass away. Um, I just want to look up how old he was. I believe he was seventy. I thought I saw seventy-eight, maybe seventy-nine. Seventy-nine. Yeah. Yeah. I I did. I had to do the. Um, the uh, eulogy for Good Cop Back Cop this week. That was a tough yeah. one to do. Uh, so obviously a very f- uh, famous and I think very well known um, in terms of wrestling, but a lot of people also like uh, some of the older wrestling heads these days, that was like their first introduction to a lot of wrestling was Superstar Billy Graham and that type of era. So uh, rest in peace to him, 79. Um, and then we have a few other things that I want to talk about quickly in terms of injuries. What a shit week for uh past couple week for injury. Uh so two Mainly big women. women stars. Yeah. <laughs> uh so we have Liv Morgan with the shoulder, and then we have Mercedes Monet got injured over the weekend as well, uh against Willow Nightingale. They said it could be a broken ankle, they're saying that it could broken be broken ankle for Mercedes Monet and Liv Morgan could need surgery on the shoulder. So uh terrible news. I, you've actually got one you've one got more. one more to add to that, unfortunately, yeah. today it was revealed Dakota Kai has a torn ACL. She'll be she out. Oh, she got her in the same match that Liv Morgan got her. I saw oh, yeah. same match. She got in. I did see that. Tip. She got injured, but you're injured yeah, protecting Liv Morgan, protecting who was injured in that match. Oh, for fuck's sake, Dakota Kai has already torn. I think at least one ACL, which is very. I had a, I had yeah, a feeling I that uh, Dakota Kai got injured because she looked like she was wincing as soon as um she was grabbing her knee. Uh, so I'm like, shit, this could be a bad sign. Holy shit, that's three. Women. Yeah, she. So, she, so that's the ta- it. In soccer terms, if that's an if if you do your ACL, yeah. you're out for a year. I, I oh think yeah, they easy. Treat the same. In soccer, well, I mean, is, what, is that to, what uh, Bailey did, right? As well. Yes. Uh, so yep. That's what um, she, she was out for like yeah. over. Yeah. It seemed like over a year. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she yeah. So the Dakota Kai, that's that's her done for until this morning. Damage control breakup. Yeah, and, break and, 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 and that basically ruined any plans of like any heel turns and like things along that nature. So that's a big bummer right it there. Yeah. I don't know if it's a bummer. Yeah, because <laughs> on Raw tonight they've got that 
Is it next this week or next? I think week it's next, next week. week. Uh, the tournament, the the Fatal Four for the vacated belts. I think it's on uh, next week, the 29th or something. Because I was gonna say because it's obviously gonna put Shotzi with Raquel. I was obviously yeah. gonna do that, but I mean they could put EO with Bailey, but they've got yeah, that's and the, they could do a breakup from that. So there is they can work it yeah. round. The yeah. coat have like a third wheel in that angle. To that's fair. a good point. Uh, yeah. yeah I, it's a mess. I love the, the tag team belts are a mess anyway. So, Matt, we actually want to talk to you about this quickly. Uh, the NXT women's tag belts and the women's tag belts on the on the main roster. What do we yeah. think that's going to happen? Are they going to combine these titles? Do we think they're going to defend them on NXT or all three brands? Well, my personal opinion, and Graham didn't like this when I said this at the time, but the fact of the matter is, is that when both people who are taking part in that in that NXT tag women's tag title match on the their last NXT for main yep. roster push, um, that they were both on main roster says it all. Um, the NXT tag team championships were only created because of the pandemic. That's probably true. Okay, they were only created because people couldn't go back and forth to perform. They had to try and isolate things as much as much as they could. So. They created them, but there's not, there's not enough women's tag teams in general to necessitate a division on any show. There isn't. They need it to be across all the brands. They need it to be. And it's quite simple. This is to combine the championships is no problem. Or, here's an idea. Why don't you give those tag team titles vacant to the NXT tag team champions? Oh, that's true. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. You could you could have that you could, could have could them have that, in that Fatal Four. I'm surprised they're not in that match. Maybe they would, maybe they'll play damage control with it. I think Shayna and uh, Ronda have a really good chance of winning that. I do too, but uh, I agree they should just <laughs> combine the titles and defend them on all three brands. Uh, the other the other point yeah is, it, 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 it's crazy. the other point crazy. is this uh, <laughs> even if they had the tag teams they break them up before they're considerably good anyways. So the women are, yeah, they're a mess in terms of tag teams. And now they're a mess in terms of injuries. Uh, so that's that's a lot of disappointment. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Um, I'm, I couldn't give two fucks about my Oh, name. wow. Look at Sean. <laughs> careful, careful. Sean, Sean is a, a big, we all three of us met Mercedes one day, but Sean is. I, w- I wish this was liquor right now. <laughs> Have you always felt that way? Um, I've always thought she was extremely overrated. <laughs> I'm not saying she's not hey, listen, listen, this is I'm I respect it. I, I would like to say that I do not think she's not talented. Okay, she is extremely talented. But in terms of the, for the four horsemen, not even close to the top two. <laughs> Who's your, who's your um who's your top three right now for women's wrestlers like for um well actually yeah we can go currently no, do, you know, like, do the four horsewomen I want to hear his yeah ranking. rank rank the four horsewomen rank them okay Charlotte fourth oh, Whoa. oh, oh my God. here we go Jared <laughs> <laughs> I almost just shit myself yeah we're getting saucy already I don't like it go ahead all right go ahead so Charlotte fourth um Sasha third 
Uh, second is Bailey and Becky Lynch is the man. I agree with. So Becky, fine with Becky. So Becky, we we had all, all three of us had um, Becky on our Mount Rushmore. So anywhere you want to place Becky is respectable. I think. I think Charlotte's the goat, but that's just me. So I'll, I'll see myself. Charlotte Flair is only Charlotte Flair is only where she is in the business because of her last name. Thank you. <laughs> Listen, she's an incredible. Is she talented? Talented? Is, yeah, whether that may be. Is she talented? Absolutely. Absolutely talented. But she's got, she gets the opportunity she gets and the doors open for her because her last name is Flair. So is. I agree to that to an extent, but she is also someone that delivers on the big moments in the big matches every single time. I'm not saying she's not talented. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I think she's. I but, think she's the second best talent. But as far as like accomplishments, I don't think she should be getting half the shit she's gone because of the fact that she's associated with. Right. I I, I, just, I agree. She should not have four or however many titles, fourteen, whatever the amount is, fourteen, fifteen titles. Well, as I'm gonna give Graham, I'm gonna give Graham a shout out here. She's a fourteen championships. She'll win two. She'll win three, four more before her, her career is over because they want her to beat to beat Rick Speckles. Yeah, I um, think so too. As far as Sasha, I, I, mean, I think Sasha is the best overall technical wrestler, in my opinion. And I think she does very well as far as, like, she's very underrated on the mic as well. She doesn't get a lot of credit on the mic. A lot of people just, like, kind of get overshadowed because of Becky and, like, big names like that. But I think Sasha can do it Did all. Did you see so, her first promo in New Japan? <laughs> oh, shut up. Matt, who? She, listen, she was drunk. She was drunk. Give her a pass. Hey, Matt, who do you think is a better wrestler in ring than Charlotte Flair? Best wrestler in yes. ring, Charlotte Flair. In which division? Any, in terms of WWE. In terms of WWE. And I'm talking. I'm talking in terms of oh, men oh, or women. Just women. Just women. Oh, for the for the women, women only. Oh, oh, oh. In terms of in terms of in terms of what are you talking about? In terms of showmanship, you're talking about in terms of 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 wrestling actual wrestling ability. ability. No, no, wrestling character, wrestling ability. Charlotte is very very athletic in the ring, and she's extremely talented. But I generally don't think she is better than. I think you. I think you say Mia Yim. Um, I, I mean Shotzi Blackheart. I've, two people who are criminally underrated. Matt, who do you think is the better uh, wrestler between person. Sasha and Charlotte? Is that you're getting at? Is it okay? Well, I did. I, I ranked Sasha above above Charlotte. Oh, good. In the four horsemen. <laughs> okay, I, I ranked that. Like, but that's, but that's, like, say, but that's like saying. But that's like saying. <laughs> but Sean, that is like saying that Chris is cute. Okay. okay. Well, how about number two? So we got okay. Charlotte four, Sasha three. What are your top two? You got uh, of 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 four horsewomen. Um, oh, sorry, first. that's right. Yeah. Ba- Bailey Becky. That's right. Sorry about that. Bailey Bailey is amazing. She was amazing with her, as a face. She was amazing with the whole whole the whole oh, um the whole two men and but she's also but she's such a big fan of a business. I agree. That There's she no is so good at being that. Yeah, that those don't get me wrong, they're <laughs> underrated, but they ain't better than the Charlotte. You're wilding. <laughs> well tell you what I'll tell you what get well if you want someone who I think is criminal underrated and I think will is actually gonna be better than both of them once she actually makes it over one day, Jordan Grace. Oh yeah, Jordan there. Grace, okay. Oh okay. Okay. Jordan Grace is somebody who is out of contract with Impact, okay. 
and should make her way to WWE. Hey, I'm sure Graham likes that because pick. I'd love. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We um, when we were at WrestleMania weekend, we took in several shows at White yep. Eagle Hall in New Jersey, um, and one of them was uh, Black Label Pro, and we were sat on the stage for that one, and um, Jordan Grace came and sat wow, the row in front of me. Uh, and we watched Jonathan Gresham dive out of the ring, get catch his foot on the ring, and spike head oh first God. into the ground. Um, at that point, Graham says, I said to Graham, Should I ask him for an interview? He's fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been not least because she says he hates, she hates doing oh, podcasts. Okay. She says, I said, Fair. All right, let's uh, it's fine, it's fine. Let's do the other bits for news that we have here. So, uh, I'm just glad you mattered yeah, already. I, yeah. <laughs> the Charlotte thing is getting me a little tilted, and I'm sure Sean too, but uh, for the Sasha. But hey, he got his ego boost for Sasha over Charlotte, so he enjoys that. Uh, I'll take it. <laughs> take the small wins. Uh, the other thing <laughs> I really wanted to mention um, before we move on to some AEW announcements was uh, Cameron Grimes getting a lot of love backstage, Triple H, other higher ups. Uh, I'm a big Cameron Grimes person, and in terms of in-ring, I think he's fantastic. Matt, your comments on him quickly before I go to everyone else. To the moon, <laughs> baby! <laughs> That's all I need to know. And of course, I think his potential was amazing for sure. Uh, I just wish that he had kept the whole Ted DiBiase thing and, and come up with Ted DiBiase, Ooh, yeah. personally. But, of course, Ted DiBiase is in a bit of fan, a bit of legal trouble right now, so that's probably not the best move. That's fair. That's fair. But his gimmick <laughs> would have been really good. I think it'll be okay. Absolutely, but I, I think it would be more than fine. I mean, he's incredibly talented. He did learn under the, under the, uh, under the Hardy's um, learning tree, so he knows how to take risks, obviously. Just don't do anything else that you're hardly special. I beg you. I beg you. Uh, so, yeah, Cameron Grimes will be absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. At least he got drafted, Baron Corbin, and mm. had the fastest victory I've ever seen um, from a new Baron debutante. Baron Corbin is also I think. Like somewhere else we can go at some point. But uh, Cameron Grimes has got a lot of charisma as well. What do you guys think? Any quick thoughts on Cameron Grimes? He's going to be perfect for the mid-card division, I think. Maybe a U.S. title Intercontinental Championship. He's got the promo work. He's got the, the in-ring ability. I like him. I wasn't a huge fan of him for a long time at NXT. He kind of grew on me. So, I mean, I'm happy he got drafted, too. I think he's going to fit in perfect. Yeah, I second that, too. He's someone that definitely grew on me. At first, I was kind of like, I don't see the big deal about like the gimmick. But then, honestly, it became – he's very charismatic, which is cool. And then I saw him in ring, and that kind of won me over because I'm like, all right, cool. He's got the million-dollar championship thing going. He's got the storyline vision ahead of him. And then the in ring ability is awesome. I would like to have seen him gone more than three seconds against Baron Corbin, but that's a whole other topic. Sean, I think but, I remember specifically when we were watching Cameron Grimes, I looked to you and Chris – and you both look like you absolutely hated him early NXT days. And I think I remember you saying, oh, I don't fucking like this guy. I and couldn't stand like, him. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know Chris said it multiple times as well. Him and Jack is another guy I never liked in NXT. I could never. Oh, yeah. He was uh, vanilla, but. Well, Von uh, Wagner. You guys like Von oh, Wagner? for fuck's sake. Yeah, don't get me going already. Um... <laughs> And then the other thing, so we did add a couple of things Sean wanted to talk about too in terms of news and 
Uh, we've talked a lot about Bray Wyatt, so we'll bring him up first. What are we thinking? Do we think he's potentially done with WWE? What are we hearing right now, Sean? So the latest I saw was that um, when they were going through the internal rosters, he was not listed on there. However, that he's still listed on there on the payroll, which is very interesting. So he's basically getting paid to just kind of do nothing, just sit out, which I thought was very interesting because I'm like, all right, how are you on payroll but not on the internal roster? The way it's looking right now, I just think they've given up on him, unfortunately, because we're kind of now laying back into the Vince McMahon taking over situation, whether him and Triple H are splitting shows between Raw and SmackDown or not. I think even Triple H is kind of like, I don't know what to do with this guy. And it's very unfortunate because I love Ray Wyatt. What he does, like, I'm always, he's must-watch TV still, in my opinion. People, like, can make the criticisms, oh, the story takes too long. And I do agree with that. The story, like, with the Uncle Howdy has been taking a little too long. But overall, though, like, he's very entertaining. And even if the wrestling matches aren't, you know, like a Kenny Omega-type quality, it's still a great story that you want to be a part of and witness. So it's very unfortunate. But until I actually see it, I don't think he's going to have another go-around with WWE. Matt, let's go to you. I'd love to hear what the guest has to say about Bray Wyatt. Well, I can going to go by what was announced today, which was Fightful Select contacted WWE to inquire about this, and the response back was, and it's out there for everyone to look at, um, is that um, he is um, employed by the company. He is off the internal roster while he was still recovering from his illness and injury. Um, I also noticed that last week you talked about Alexa Bliss, how she's not been on TV for like 150 plus days. Yeah, don't forget she was fighting cancer. I, yeah, in that I, time. I, I did. Um, that. Yeah, so, you know, and she made a, made a full recovery, yep. thank goodness. Um, yep. So, you know, I, you know, I, there are reasons why some people aren't around sometimes. Um, and so I have faith that they're having a run for Bray. But at the same time, what you want is for him to appear out of nowhere. Um, so people say, if, if people keep asking about him, people want him to turn up, obviously. Fact matter is, is that Bray, Bray Wyatt will be back on your screen. It'll be when you least expect it. I hope you're right. I, and, I, I, I agree with that, 100%. Because the fact matter is, what we need, what what we need is for everyone to stop thinking about him for a few moments. Yeah. But the problem is that everyone's <laughs> thinking about it. So as soon as someone, so they need to distract us with They're something. They're going to finish that story with, and then raise the price up. they need to finish that. Yowie, wowie! <laughs> so, um, I know I'm not sure. Maybe Jeremy mentioned to you on like uh, your Good Cop Bad Cop podcast, but um, we were actually at WrestleMania 39, and we were looking forward to that match with him and Bobby Lashley. You mentioned it once or twice, <laughs> yeah. Because of like the entrance alone, like I want to see him live at WrestleMania so bad, so far. So it was very unfortunate that oh, that match got scrapped. Uh, one thing we can complain about and talk about for a distraction is someone that already has a reduced schedule, basically taking three months off. So we will move to a small section of a couple minutes of uh, Roman Reigns taking a hiatus from his already hiatus schedule. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to be. I think I've read it. It's probably like three months. My guess is, what, till SummerSlam or whatever. He'll be on SummerSlam, but who knows. My guess is it'll happen after SummerSlam, and then he probably won't come back for a while. Uh, I don't I don't know what the build card is for SummerSlam or what the rumored match is yet for him, but who knows. Uh, but it's coming. 
And obviously this gives all the indications that Cody and Roman Reigns are going to main event WrestleMania 40. Um, (laughs) But the frustration for me is still driving me crazy that Roman Reigns, who's not even there monthly, is going to take even more time off at this point. Um, This to me, like when I heard first heard this initial reaction was this. They should have just fucking put the titles on Cody at WrestleMania instead of letting this now play out for an even longer time. Uh, I also, and we talked about this a couple times. I'm also of the nature that the bloodline story is getting a bit sour, I think, with the fans. And I think uh, getting, you know, there's not as much steam. It's lost a lot of steam since when the original story happened. So if they were in a third you inning, victory, what'd you say? What'd you say, Matt? Yo, no, <laughs> so I'll just be that. I know Sean wanted to talk about that, but you guys' thoughts, anyone can kind of chime in quickly. Yeah, um, I think with his schedule, it's really going to determine now as far as like what's the like goal driven as far as how long is it going to be till Cody actually gets that belt. Because I think we're all in agreement. I would assume that Cody's going to be the one that's taking that belt off Roman. It's just a matter of when is it going to happen. Will it be SummerSlam? Will it be WrestleMania? If he does take a like a significant reduced schedule, I don't know what the like details specifically are yet because they've kind of hinted at a whole bunch of different time periods. I can honestly see that belt being off of Roman by SummerSlam. I think Cody could potentially win Money in the Bank. And then, you know, the Usos, along with Solo, all turn on Roman. And that's where Cody finishes the story at SummerSlam. And then, you know, Rock was mentioning, oh, yeah, 40, I'll be ready for Roman. And we were talking, if we want Rock and Roman, a title does not need to be involved. And what better way to sell that? then the belts being off of Roman and then going into Philly with that matchup. Now, obviously, that's not confirmed. We don't not know if either. I'm liking your thoughts here, Sean. I'm liking your thoughts. <laughs> Love it. Um, but yeah. a, Sean's an optimistic person that wants these dream matches every year, and it's just not going to happen. I mean, Rock's going <laughs> to be ready, so you never know. <laughs> um there's nothing second, wrong with wanting your dreams. Yeah, so the second part, though, I can also see Roman also delaying it and kind of keeping him off TV for a long time, kind of seeing how Cody builds momentum and then him going at rematch at WrestleMania 40, which honestly I don't want to see because at WrestleMania 40, it's a given Cody's win. That's a predictable outcome. I don't, so was I was, WrestleMania 39? No, that one was 50-50 book game. Uh, I guess, but... That's my take on it, so I don't really know, but it's just going to be a situation of like, all right, what are they going to do? How does Triple H want to go about this on keeping the belt on Roman for that longer, just giving it to Cody and then just building new feuds for him? I'm going to answer. I'm going to ch- chime in here Please. and um, sort of drop the mic after what I'm about to say. <laughs> Roman's last event he's he's advertised for. Is money in the bank at the O2 Arena in the United mm. Kingdom? He loses them that night. Mm. Okay. To the cash in. To the cash in. Oh. That's not honestly. That's not... Cody. Cody is what everyone expects. I'm going to say the ring in general. Oh, okay. I could see it. I could see it. Mm. That would because be a hell of a- some, that's somebody who can legitimately beat him 
keep his undefeated streak on the main roster going, and then they can have a little bit of a rivalry while Roman is off recovering with 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 the Usos and Solo against Imperium for a little bit. It can happen for a little bit, and and then you get you get to have um, Gunter um, at the Survivor Series against. In the war games again, maybe that'd be, that'd be fun to see Gunther in the war be- games. A icy um, belt in world, the universal belt. That's a good streak right there for him. And um, I will say that um, Graham's, Graham had asked me before, well, what about his IC belt? He drops it. The Warrior dropped it back in uh, WrestleMania 6. Keith Lee dropped the North American Championship once he won the NXT nice. Championship. They can just drop championships. It's not a problem. Asuka dropped the Women's Championship when she, when she got promoted yeah, to the main right roster. Now. Some people don't have to be beaten to drop championships because they don't need this anymore. Someone else can someone else can have it. I, I brought Roman should fair, that. No he has brought a lot of prestige back to that championship. I agree. Sure. <laughs> you know, of course. I said I Roman agree. should drop them. No one can beat him. He's got nothing else to prove. It's sickening. On the Hollywood. Oh Lord. Acknowledge it's still me. gonna be Cody and Roman at forty. I agree. I, I think that's the only match. No, nope, nope, it won't be Cody. I think um, so too. Nope, that's nope. SummerSlam. Roman Cody. Is SummerSlam. Cody at, at WrestleMania 40 is Cody versus Randy. Ooh. Cody and Randy, I would okay. love that too. I would love, I would that. love that too. I would love to that be too. Fair. But I don't think I don't know if and I, are you Randy, Randy's there. Only if I, I'm guaranteed that Randy can use the RKO. Like, Sean's <laughs> <laughs> got the stipulation in this man's contract. He has to use the RKO. <laughs> I, the RKO. I agree with him. To be fair. <laughs> Well, given 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 delivering the arco is what's done his yeah, neck in so badly. He's be the punch. Um, he he needs to be spared. I'm saying his farewell match needs to be at WrestleMania 40. I, no, who better to retire him? Than Cody? That's true. That would be a great story. The apprentice, the apprentice taking. <laughs> oh, he retired Kurt Angle. Uh, Do you know how much that annoyed me from Man 35 when I was dude. there? Oh, yeah, person. Dude, we were yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you guys didn't know that. I forgot to tell you that. Matt and Graham were at WrestleMania 35 as well when we were there. But yeah, Sean, this is what I'm talking about with Sean's optimism. Literally to the minute that Baron Corbin came out, he insisted that it was going to be John Cena. Even, even though during, he already came out. During the match, game. when Corbin is beating him, yeah, John's like, no, right. no, Cena's going to come out still. Wait, like Cena's going to cost him. Yeah, and then even after the match, I'm pretty sure you're well, like, oh, no, we'll have another match with Cena. <laughs> Dude, one of the best see my moments face when Baron Corbin's music hit, and I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? You're like, wait, it's not Cena? Steven Ferguson. The, the, the most, the most, the best thing about that was was when was when Kurt Angle went to say goodbye to, to see all of his kids, uh, ringside and like gave him all a hug and kisses all that stuff. I just turned to Graham and said, "Um, is someone missing? <laughs> no, who's missing? Like, where's Jason Gordon?" <laughs> 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 uh, and it made Graham just laugh out loud. He was in backstage. He was in Gorilla. Nice- yeah, yeah, giving a nice hug when he came should, back. Should have, should have put, should have made it Chad Gable. <laughs> all I'm saying, it would have been perfect. It would have been, Chad Gable had nothing That's going true. for him. Chad Gable also is. Now he, he does. does. Yeah, I love Chad too. Gable now. He He's also brilliant. reminds me of what Kurt Angle was. Uh, in terms of ability, I think Chad Gable like has the ability. Approach you gonna get now? Yeah. Um, 
All right, gentlemen, uh, let's switch gears just for a minute. We'll talk about the last piece of news. So this is kind of an update, but and we'll, we'll probably dive into this a little bit more on our Double or Nothing show on Thursday. But uh, AEW finally announced the Collision Show. The uh, tour for Canada will start June 17th. And then they're touring Canada. The first, the first show, the first two shows are not in Canada, but, uh, and then they're doing like a six show tour in Canada. Uh, so AEW Collision officially announced. I have heard ticket sales have not been good so far today. So, uh, we'll see what happens. I, I'm hoping for a good start to the to the show, but we'll see. Should never booked on Saturday. I, I just think it's a tough day to. Uh, but to be fair, when else? I'm trying to think of the other days of the week that don't have wrestling already, and it's hard to think of them. Maybe do a Thursday or something. Thursday's Impact. Yeah. They'll, they'll kill Impact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, it's very niche. I, I just think it's tough for those situations that... Um, what time is it, is it scheduled for? I think it's scheduled for 8. They could also go head with NXT. Uh, if they do Tuesday, that's a good way to that's a good way that's a good way to spite Shawn Michaels and like um Triple H and all them. It's a new. Sh- I just don't think they have the pull yet to do that. The problem, the the, the big problem is that Collision is going head to head with WWE Pay Saturday Night's Ray exactly. Oh yep. Jesus! Yeah, I forgot that's about that part. Yep, that is a problem. They'll probably see a lot of DVRs. <laughs> um, I'll be doing uh, that. Dude, Triple H is going to book every single pay per view on Saturdays now. They have, yeah, they, they are, pretty they much are booked are, on yeah. Saturdays. They, they flip flop for a little while, but now they're pretty much exclusively on. The only one that isn't oh, is yeah. WrestleMania because on two nights. And Triple H gives the most, most like politically correct answer. Ah, oh, no, we're not. We're just doing a coincidence. It's here for a holiday. It's like, well, dude, okay. Really? So to be fair, just to combat that as well, and this weekend is a perfect example of. WWE and NXT being fucking stupid because they put Battleground on the same day as Double or Nothing at the same time. They are the ones that are going to lose out because Double or Nothing is is a pretty big pay-per-view and AEW pay-per-views only happen four or five times a year. So if you're a wrestling fan, you're probably going to choose that one. And HBK get and HBK get the most terms. bullshit like response to that like yeah. question that so it's like dude clearly this it's to try and draw brains but you're gonna get the shit end of the stick on this one yeah I don't agree with NXT trying to rival AEW they should have just had it before Night of Champions I don't know I don't know you're asking if you're asking me which one I'd rather watch the one I'm gonna pay sixty fucking dollars for <laughs> I, I was about to say the, the pay barrier is is also is in true. there specifically for that so I do understand if people want to watch. You know, if they have Peacock for all the other ones, you know, it's an easy, easy watch. Exactly. I mean, when you think about it this way, I've already got Peacock. I ain't got to pay for it again. I get, I can stream it live and watch it as I want. That's true. Or 60 bucks for one That's time. True. Battleground is going to be a good paper. Mm, doesn't really add up to me. Uh, and, and this is what they need. This is what they need to sort out with this deal with this whole streaming thing and we'll get sorted out with platform yep. they want to sort out. Um, for library and all that stuff to try and rival yeah. the network because unless they bring them costs down and start having more regular premium oh, live events, yeah. <laughs> then yeah, start having those sort of things. I'm sorry, don't really go kick your ass all the time because right now you're along on Daniel Daniel Bryan 
bleed blading every week and moxley blading every week to try and put butts in seats and it ain't That's working true. um figures are going down yeah they do need punk no they fucking don't i literally did not build him into this agenda hoping someone was going to bring him up or i was going to bring him up at some point when we talked about this i was in, i was intrigued to Bill Brooks. Bill this is going to split the podcast right now because Chris and I are in favor. Not at all. It's not at all. I'm, I'm talking perfect sense here. Let me take you on a little journey back to 2011, okay? 2011, okay. the pipe bomb. Okay? I'm, imagine, I'm imagining the three of you in short trousers, all sitting on the same sofa, eating your ice cream bars <laughs> and, 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 and watching this, okay? And at the time, it was groundbreaking, okay? It was groundbreaking. Of course it was. Let me put. Let me. Let me just pop those balloons for a moment, okay? That was a scripted um, pipe bomb. That was. That was not off. I mean, can he? Of course he can. He's, not, he's, a, he's good at doing promos. Of course he is. But that was all fine. It was all run past Vince first. It was. It was designed to be edgy, because otherwise they would have cut his mic off. There's no way Vince would have that, let that, that is happen. True. That, that no was way. Pro- yeah, I do agree with that. And I'm going to continue. <laughs> I'm, I'm <so> <laughs> continue. <laughs> because I need to get this out because otherwise people are going to think that I've just got nothing. I've, I want I'm going to get it out and get, move on from it. Okay. He he cut he, he had re-signed his contract with WWE months before that. Okay. It was way it was it was Made a big deal because there's no way they talk about this stuff on TV if it was if it was actually going to happen. We all bought it, hook, line, and sinker. Okay, that is what it was. That's fine. I'm going to fast forward you now to when he on the 20th of August when he debuted on Oops. Rampage. Okay, rest in peace, Rampage. By the way, pretty much. Um, he came out and word for word said the same fucking thing. It's like watching a tribute show by a lesser good performer. It was not exciting. CM Punk is an extremely talented wrestler. No question about it. Phil Brooks is a fucking cancer on the business. I... Oh, However... Okay. And to add to the question, who has CM Punk ever put over In his career. Undertaker. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> That's only what I get Triple H. <laughs> oh, yeah, Triple H. <laughs> Two of the greatest of all time. Yeah, try again, buddy. Listen, it's not, it's not just okay. MJF in the first match. I, no, no, I'm, I'm calling you on that. M- MJF got himself over. He couldn't have done it without Punk. MJF got himself over. He couldn't have done that without Punk. Punk didn't get Punk. Oh, he he was over before he signed AEW, mate. Do not give me that <laughs> bullshit. Who did the last? I disagree. Is because it's not just about putting someone over either. I just think. AEW as a company is better with Punk for the simple fact 
that it makes their product and their ratings and therefore their production value in the future because they have more viewers, that'll be able to go to a higher limit and he'll spark things that others can't. And for me, he, he still puts on good promos with, with people in AEW that I think need it. Like there's other younger stars that need elevation and he can elevate them. And beat them. <laughs> Listen, maybe he does beat them. He's never paid his dues, ever. I'm trying to think of specific examples to counter that argument. There is not. There isn't one. Trust me, I've looked. <laughs> All right? Okay? Trust me, I've looked. Okay? He he only lost his undefeated streak because of shenanigans in AEW. He's never put anybody over coming up in WWE, ever. He's not put anyone over successfully in AEW either. You, you mentioned MJF, but he'd already beaten... He had the most fantastic rivalry with Chris Jericho. Okay? MJF is so over right now, he hasn't even got to say anything, and MJF is over, all right? I'm sorry, but anyone out... And, and I don't care if I get cancelled <laughs> for this. CM Punk... CM Punk is hated so much... By the people who employ him, they won't even put him on TV. Whether he's hated or not, though, we just talked about his can debut. Try, can I chime in? Go ahead, Sean. So I agree with both. You guys both make good points. So to Jeremy's point, he is box office, so he is definitely going to be generating a lot of ratings for AEW and make the company better. To Matt's point, he absolutely is a cancer to AEW. I thought he did great things with WWE, and I thought he was – very worked well with a lot of the people. I didn't really hear any complaints in WWE. AEW, though, he's an absolute menace. I don't know what it is. If it's, um, I know he was like kind of hinting this immaturity amongst the superstars. E Steel, if you're E Steel, for example, you can't bite the, one of the fucking EVPs and then expect to like things to go your way. And TK We're not already talking brings- about A Steel, though. We're talking about Punk. No, but he was involved in like that like altercation they had, so yeah. that's why I'm kind of bringing him into this. Um, him getting into an altercation with um, Kenny and then uh, the Jackson brothers. It's like you're if you're going at it with the EVPs, it's like your future is not looking bright at this company. So Matt's, I agree with you on that point, but then also in totality, if AEW wants to get to that next level, they do got to bring back Punk because of the fact that he does draw ratings and he's easily. Probably an extra 150, 200,000 viewers. So it's, it's just a, the right move to make. I, I don't care. I'm, and, and I'm neutral, I'm, I'm neutral on the whole thing with like um, the elite not wanting to work with them. Like I'm not against it and I'm also not for it. So I'm kind of neutral. I don't really care. I kind of expected they didn't want to work with them anymore. Business wise, it would make sense to work together. Ooh. But at the end of the day, though, they're going to do whatever they want to do. Matt, I'll let you go in one second, Chris. I want to go have- to you first. I was going to say, again, we talked about it before. If that altercation happened in WWE, it would have been squashed and they would be working together again. Correct. And that's what's best for business. When it comes down to it, an AW, who cares? Be professionals. At the end of the day, you work at the same place. You have to work together. I'm not, I mean, I'm no, I'm no manager of AW, but again, how many altercations have there been that we don't hear about that guys still work together? That's my biggest thing on it. I think be professional when you and work together. That's my thing. Mm. Matt, go ahead. 
when you've got the snow when you've got the snow king running things over there for a start, <laughs> it's probably not the best example. Okay, he, the, the lunatics run the asylum over there, and that's never been more proof of the fact that Crady is a mess in general. Not Crady is a mess for the women's division as well. They've got such a talented roster of women, but they can't book right. It's a bit ridiculous. He can hate um, women. <laughs> yeah, well, the fact of that is that maybe there's things they're looking at on that side of things. Um, I'm going to conclude <laughs> at this point about <laughs> because I think we've got we've got we've got more important things to talk about than someone who isn't on <laughs> TV right now. But yeah, um, we need to talk about who actually is on TV, not someone who should or shouldn't be. But you talk about Punk needs to be back to create better ratings sort of thing. Why don't they have this novel? Why don't we do something novel here? Like, I don't know, create a new star? They, they haven't I been think able they have to, a problem. They have a problem doing that. Well, but everyone does that. Everyone does that. Um, WWE did that over years. Hulk Hogan, he, um, he's, he went, created new stars. Bret Hart. Were left creating new stars. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, John Cena, Roman. When he goes, sorry boys, it's going to happen <laughs> eventually. Uh, they'll create new. They'll create new stars. CM Punk, it's not working. Create a new star. I'm with you. And you've got one. It's called Orange I, Cassidy. I, I, like, I think Sam, Orange Sammy Guevara is another one. I think is has a lot of potential. And Ricky Starks is another one. Yeah, that is talk, one that yeah. they try. There's so much we have. There's so much good stuff there. Wardlow, they, they could, they, they could, they could take someone Not and they could, be, they could, they could push some, <laughs> they could push someone in that company. I, I, I know it is. I'm saying, I'm saying, some. I picked a name at random, all right? Pushed them, and they, they got so many. They got, they got an amazing, talented roster of ex WWE guys. Why do, we need, why do we need the one guy who wasn't around for 10 fucking years? Yeah, that's the thing with TK. I think he's trying to, like, bank on the fact that he's trying to generate his ratings based off of the WWE, like, energy, like, bringing that to the, success. to the forefront. And that's it. It's a, it's a, it's a good but business. No, move, it but doesn't make time, sense. Though, like, they do got to generate more stars and give them TV time to, like, you know, prove themselves. This, Sean is right here. Sean is absolutely right. He's talking sense. I don't know what you're talking about, about him having bad takes. He's talking absolute <laughs> sense here. Thank you. You the too. Fact, the fact matter is, the fact matter is that WWE have a very clear model of what they do. AEW is meant to be an alternative. Why are you trying to be like your competition? It's true. That's because a lot of their guys are WWE guys. That's why they're trying to be like them. They but, that's, them. but that's the thing you see. Why? There's so many people in that. I mean, you've chased off Jonathan Gresham, okay? Jonathan Gresham, who's now gone to Impact, one of the best technical wrestlers on the fucking planet. <laughs> Tony Khan, you can't. <laughs> and I never and say we that. We've talked about this so many times. As my husband about <laughs> we we have talked about this so many times. Where when AEW is in a tough position, they always yeah. go back to the old guys. They don't push anybody new. They go back to what they know. Yeah, and that's not pushing new stars. <laughs> exactly. That's true. Well, that was spirited. So all that for a collision announcement. Unfortunately, we had to bring up CM Punk. Um, but we will move on from the news. So we have uh, hit our point in the show. We are transitioning to our one of our favorite parts is the prediction part. And we have a guest for the first time for joining our predictions. So now we have a fourth member of the game. 
Uh, stiff competition. Who won the last run? Chris had a perfect card for the last pay-per-view. Um, <clears throat> so good on him. Uh, they're getting smaller as well, so we only have six matches. So the thing about this is I guess it's a little bit easier to get uh, the matches correct now. Uh, but let's go into it. I will go over the card. We will go over everyone's picks. Just as we do every time, we will go whatever order, and we'll go reverse for the rest. And then we will kind of go through each match, give your prediction for the match, and then give your point value, one through six, and then we will go from there. Hopefully a lot of you know because you've been watching, so you kind of know how this goes. Uh, so let's go through the full card for, we'll, we'll go match by match, but we'll, I'll give you the card. Uh, right now there's only six matches. As I said, if they add another one after this, it does not count for our prediction purposes, but obviously we'll talk about it in a later time. Uh, so first match I have on here is, uh, Seth freaking Rollins versus AJ Styles for the inaugural world heavyweight championship. Um, I will go first. I have Seth winning this, but I am not confident. Uh, I have a one on this match. There's a funny inkling for me that somehow they could give AJ Styles this championship, even though I, AJ is one of my favorites. I just, again, don't necessarily agree with the fact that they're going to move him back to the show. He just came from, from a draft. Um, but I I will pick Seth, but I am not confident in it. So uh, give me Seth Rollins. I, he deserves the win, right? So as we've talked about this for the last couple of months, he's been the solidified workhorse, it seems, for years. And also with Roman holding the titles hostage, he's not been able to get back in that picture and has not had a world championship in quite a long time. Uh, I try and forget about his last world championship run because it was as a face and it was probably his worst title run of his career. Um, but I think it's time uh, for Seth Rollins to kind of gain that championship gold back, and I think he'd be doing great things. I'll go second. Um, so I also have Seth Rollins, but I'm a little more confident. I'm going to go Seth for four here. And I think I'm kind of like tying the pieces together, and I'm looking at it as far as, you know, Raw is very stacked already, and I don't think AJ winning the belt, because he'll have to go over to Raw at that point. Having him on there would do a lot of damage to SmackDown, in my opinion, because there's a lot of feuds that he already has available for SmackDown. I also think that uh, Grayson Waller effect is going to get involved. I think he's going to cost AJ and then set up, kind of continue their feud that they had in NXT. And also the fact Triple H kind of views Seth as like the guy as one of the biggest workhorses in the company, holding it down, always there every week, and putting on like classic after classic. And I think it's only fitting to like reward him for that hard work and give him that championship. So Seth for four. All right, I'll go third. I have Seth for two. So I think. Uh, I mean, I'm a little bit more confident than Jeremy. I'm right b below Sean, so I'm kind of in the middle. Um, I do think there's a chance that AJ could win this match as well. I would love to see that. I'm a huge AJ fan too, but it is Seth's, Seth's time. Uh, he's been over for, you know, the past like two. He's always been over with the crowd, but this this specific run that he's on right now, he's on another level, and what better way than reward him with the first ever, well, the new World Heavyweight Championship. So I got Seth for two. <laughs> Matt's got his pipe out. He's ready. They were um, 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 It's a clean sweep here. This is my pointy <laughs> pipe. Can I make, make a point? 
my pointing <laughs> pipe. It's Seth, but Seth for six. Um, it's, oh, it's, wow. It's way, like it. way too obvious. Uh, mainly because um, um, AD can get screwed. Um, not by Grayson Waller, though. He gets screwed by Carrion Cross. Carrion Cross. He's got two rivalries going, as, he, as you say, on SmackDown at the moment. It makes way too much That's sense. True. It's just too well written here. Uh, the only reason they had this whole Raw vs. SmackDown tournament the first for him to say on SmackDown. And Seth deserves his flowers, as everyone has said. And um, it's just a place it's because the Saudis wanted AJ um, over there. Um, for the championship, which is fine, yeah. you know, it's fine. It's gonna be a good. It'll be a good match, uh, and we may see down the road again in the future, sort of thing. Um, but no, nah, I think um, though AJ would be a fine world champion. Of course, he would be AJ fucking Styles. Um, it's Seth freaking Rollins um, with a curb stomp after the distraction of Karrion Cross and Scarlett. Sean, put your uh, camera up a little bit. Uh, you lost your head there. I think we're good. Matt, we're, we'll have you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have you uh, bring it back for us with the next match as well. So the next match is we do uh, Snake Style. Give me now or no? I'm still to see a chest, mate. Not a I don't know. I'm not looking. It's uh, <laughs> a little bit higher on your head, my friend. All right, I'll, I'll, so I'll just hold it. I'll hold my phone instead. I was going to rest <laughs> it, but it's not yeah, working out with uh, so, Matt, we're going to ring back to you. We're going to have a you keep going. So the next match we're going to go into would be Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. See, see Cody won in like seven, eight minutes at Backlash, which was fine. It was fine. He got the, the quick the quick uh, leverage pin off for Kimura. It made sense for, for that. The only way he's going to win, really. He was the only way he could win, really, um, because he doesn't stop pounding Cody's face in, basically. Um, I don't know. I've I've got I've sort of got Brock winning by D Brock losing by DQ. Um, could we said how he can cut someone open with his knuckles? Probably the SummerSlam. Um, which I'm fine with. Um, before with Randy. Um, let us face it. This is this has got more legs in it. This is not where this, this rivalry finishes. This rivalry's gonna gonna roll on. If too fair, because. Cody's rivalry is with Brock, and I do believe they are both on Raw, um, so that's fine. Um, I'm fine with it. Um, Cody to win by DQ, but I will say for free, because it, it, I'm a bit iffy on it. I'm right there with you. Cody for three for me as well. Um I didn't really have a prediction as far as how the match is going to end. I just think Cody's going to win somehow, whether it's by DQ, whether it's another roll-up on Brock when he has the Kimura locked again. I could see that happen again. But I'm I'm with you on this. I don't think that this rivalry is going to end here either. Even though Cody's going to be up 2-0 on him, Brock's going to want to come back and get one more, one more over on Cody. Um, so I really don't think this rivalry ends until, again, maybe Money in the Bank or SummerSlam as well. I think if Cody is in the Money in the Bank ladder match, he'll be on that last ring trying to get that Money in the Bank, and Brock can come out and screw him out of that as well. So I'm with you, Cody for three. This rivalry is not going to end here, though. I have Cody for one, and I think that it's going to be kind of similar to their first match at the Puerto Rico show and Backlash, where it's going to be like kind of like a fuck finish, where it's going to be controversial, where... 
Brock's going to do enough to get close. And then Cody does something to weasel out of it, whether, you know, he does like a Cody cutter and then Brock gets trapped on something, whether it's a count out or a DQ. I feel like at this point in Brock's career, Brock's only kind of there to battle the big names and kind of dominate during the build-up. But when it actually comes to the actual final product in the ring, he's not going to go over on Cody. Especially now, Cody can't afford any losses at this point as he's on his quest to finish this story. And I think if you need to get qualified in the money in the bank, you can't afford to take a loss here to Brock. you got to BC, get the win, get qualified. And then whether Brock screws him out of the money in the bank or he continues on and actually wins it, I think that will be a good option. But I just can't see Cody losing um, any matches right now. Uh, I'm more confident than all of you. I have Cody for five. I also do not see how he loses um, against Brock Lesnar. I think if you beat Seth Rollins three times and if you continue this feud, he beats Brock Lesnar three times. I just think... In my opinion, Cody is just above Brock Lesnar at this point. Brock's past his prime. He's still a big star, but Cody's the guy, and you push him, and I, I just think it's an easy call for me. Uh, so I have Cody for five. I won't I won't uh, go too much further on that for you. Point guys, of order. Point of order, Mr. Chairman. Point of order. Oh, um, Cody Rhodes <laughs> would be the first person ever to have three victories over Brock Lesnar if that's to be the case. Did, did Roman get? Did Roman get three on? Nope. That Roman got three on. Roman's Brock. got two. You got. I think Roman two. got him at thirty-nine. The he last man standing. He wasn't Roman didn't wrestle him at thirty-nine. Roman wrestled him at thirty-eight. Thirty. Um, thirty-eight. Summer yeah. 38. Slam. 38. Summer Slam. And the last man standing, and the SummerSlam when he beat Okay, he has, he has beaten him three times. Okay, okay. I, I, I apologize for that. But it's a very... But there's only two that. other people who have beaten him twice. And that's Cena and yeah. um, wow. and um, Goldberg. Um, there's a very short list of people who've got two wow. victories over um, over Brock Lesnar, for sure. Um, you yeah. can add well, Cody to that list for absolutely, me. <laughs> absolutely, but <laughs> yep, I'm not out. We all had Cody going over here, uh, which means that Brock knows how to put someone yes. over. Just saying, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I did see a funny, uh, all along the lines, I did see part of John Cena's re- re- more recent interviews, and he did say that about Brock. Like, he's a very willing person to put folks over. No, uh, and I think even more now in a later stages of his career we may not love his matches think we, i think we like him more now so taker it had yeah well that one aside maybe but it's a his later matches in his career nowadays so he's going he's heading towards his 50s now bless him i say bless him like he's a child yeah uh, it's unbelievable yeah. how long he's actually been doing it that's yeah another conversation we'll have too but um Next match, I'll skip the tag match. We'll save that for last. Uh, we'll go to Trish uh, versus Becky Lynch. Not confirmed yet, but will be a contract signing this evening on Raw. So I did want to include this match. Uh, where were we? Am I going first yep. again? Is yeah, right? sorry. Yeah, okay. uh, so this is an interesting one for me. I think this feud goes more than one match. So I have Trish and I have her for three. I just think they want to build this match towards a, a SummerSlam as well. So I see them going at least two matches. 
And I think Trish gets away with one win somewhere. And I think this is the one win. Whether Becky beats her twice in a row or Becky beats her one more time, I just think, I don't think it's a one-off match. I I just think this match is going to happen twice. So give me Trish as an unexpected pick for me. (laughs) But it seems like Becky's also getting the upper hand, and we'll see about the contract signing tonight. But it seems like they're edging her, pushing her the way, and getting the advantage for her. So Trish started in the beginning, Becky's ending. I just think it's kind of turning that way. Yeah, so um, before I make a pick, whatever ha- whoever gets the upper edge tonight in the contract signing is losing, I think. <laughs> Let's just put it out there. So I have Becky for two, and I also think it's going to be more than one match, but I think Becky's going to win. I think it's maybe two, let's say three matches. I think Becky's going to take two out of three if it goes three matches. I wouldn't be shocked if it's only two, but I can see Becky winning this first one and then qualifying for the women's money in the bank, and then Trish screwing her out of that in a later time period to kind of get her into the rematch down the line. But right now, I just don't see a spot where Trish, you know, she's still a part-timer. I just can't see many feuds where the part-timer goes over on the very first match in, like, a trilogy, potentially. So I'm keeping my short and sweet, just Becky for two in that one. But wouldn't be surprised if Trish were to win, though. I went with um, Trish for one. This is my least confident match of the night. And I definitely think this is a really good opportunity to have Trish go over um, as her pretty much first singles match back as being a part-timer against the man Becky Lynch. I don't think... I think Trish needs this win a lot more than Becky does, especially if they're going to keep her around for a few months and maybe, like Jeremy said, continue this through SummerSlam. I just don't think it would make sense... To have you know Trish turn heel and then lose immediately, I think she needs to pick up a win, make a statement, and then Becky comes back and beats her either at Money in the Bank or SummerSlam. Um, so that's my pick. I'm going with Trish for one. I need to ask you about all three of you. One thing: you've all said the same thing more or less about about, about Trish. Who told you that she was a part timer? She was drafted. Okay, she was drafted, she was and I have right. just yeah. checked, and it wasn't hard to check. Um, <laughs> Graham knows I do, I do it all the time doing the student doing Google backup. Um, <laughs> it wasn't hard to check. She got a three-year deal. Full time. I did. I did see she signed a deal, but she has also said in an interview she can't be there full time because. Of her kids and things like that, she's been there somewhere. She's been there. To be if we so if we back. think Roman Reigns has a limited schedule, Trish Stratus is about to take the cake on this schedule on this contract. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll she's been, she there been, there week, she's since, been there every week. She came back. She's been there every week, bar maybe one. But um, the fact that Trish, I think Trish is going over here makes sense for the for the heel to go over. But at the same time, uh, it's. It's a one um, with Becky going over, but I don't know. It's, it's hard to call. This is my hard <laughs> one to call. I was on the night for sure. Everything else is pretty much straightforward for me. Okay, so let's go to the next one. Uh, the other women's match uh, Bianca versus Asuka, <laughs> rematch of WrestleMania. <laughs> 
rematch of WrestleMania 39. Uh, Matt will go. I'm a big fan of both these women. Big fan of both these women. Um, big big fan of Bianca's strength and athleticism. Um, I think that Asuka is criminally underrated. People forget how good she is sometimes. <laughs> Chris about to lose it. I am. I am. I don't care. This is my picks. Okay. He, he no. He agrees. With, he agrees with you wholeheartedly. He's he's been picking. Oscar <laughs> up until WrestleMania 34 was untouchable. Since then, she has been about as reliable as a handbrake on a canoe. She's she's been quite touchable. Owen five. Owen five at Mania. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying not to bring that bit up, uh, but this isn't this isn't at WrestleMania. This is at <laughs> this is at Night of Champions, and it makes being both on SmackDown fighting over the Raw Women's Championship, um, which oh. intrigues me. I suppose the fact that they haven't swapped the championships. Don't get me wrong, actually. I'm glad they haven't swapped the championships. But it intrigued me as to why they haven't. So I'm I'm, I'm sort of like just waiting to see what happens with that, to be fair. I mean, this match will be fine. I have Bianca going over. It's six out of six for me. It's it's obvious Bianca's going over. But would it be a good match? Sleeper match. It would be the sleeper match of the card for me. I think it'll be a good match as well. I Chris, think it's going to be a good match. Um, if it wasn't for Asuka losing at WrestleMania 39, I would have won that card. So <laughs> I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. I'm going with Bianca for five here. Asuka let me down at WrestleMania. This is the one she's going to win. Um, I'll never forgive her for that. If she does win this one, I will pick her Sorry. every time after this. <laughs> no matter who she faces. That's a deal. I will pick her so every just, time if she wins this match. But I got Bianca be sure, for five. Just be, to be clear here, if Asuka wins by DQ, yeah. that still counts as a win. If she doesn't win the time championship, yeah? Yep. Correct. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Sean, you? I have Bianca for three. Um, you know, usually, like, if there's, like, a title change, there has to be some indication that kind of gives, like, a momentum swing. And I have not seen anything of that. And I love Asuka in ring. I've never had an issue. I'm actually a big fan of her in-ring ability. But as far as everything else, like, she can't carry a storyline. And this feud has been absolute dud. You know, going into WrestleMania 39, then continuing into Night of Champions, there isn't any indication besides mist in Bianca's eyes that – is not going to like kind of sway my opinion to pick an Oscar to win the belt over Bianca. And Bianca just got the record, and I feel like if she's going to drop the belt, it's got to be to like a big-time name where it has like a big like rivalry and feud storyline that's going. And I can also see it being where she holds a belt along with Rhea Ripley for a while. It could be champion versus champion. I could potentially see down the line at WrestleMania 40 if they decide to go that route, but who knows. But beyond I'm so used to being in control of a stream, I can't mute him. I <laughs> 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 I I very rarely mute so, guests when I'm on my podcast, but some but I I muted you because you wouldn't shut up. I got muted. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Let me see where my mute button is. <laughs> It's, it's over for you, sir. All right, you get uh, what is it? any Roman disrespect, you're getting muted. Where's my mute button? 
Oh, I think he go. took over. Oh, no, I got is. it. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Now, talk, let's talk Chris. about CM Punk. Um, <laughs> what a pipe bomb. <laughs> all right, man. I'll, I'll release you. <laughs> so, what I will say is this I must have swapped places with Chris. I picked Asuka to win this match. Hmm. And I picked Asuka for two. I think that there has been a lot of stuff going around with Asuka potentially not being happy, wanting to leave, not being treated right. For me, this is an opportunity for them to right their wrong if they really want to keep her. And I wanted to spice it up a little bit. (laughs) Do something I did not think I would ever do. And that was pick Asuka to win the women's championship. If I if I regret it, fine. Listen, it's only two, and that might be the difference. That's fine with me. But if I get it right, you'll never forgive me for it. So. <laughs> and I'll never forgive her for it. Exactly. Yep. So I will, I will take that on the chin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a big match. I better get my Becky pick. Uh, screw I better get my Becky pick. <laughs> okay, the next match we have is uh, Gunther versus Mustafa Ali, or Mustafa Ali, excuse me. Um, this one for me is the easiest match to pick on the card. This is a six on Gunther. Uh, this man is not losing this match. Uh, I don't know when he's going to lose the title, but I think he's going to break that streak and then lose the IC championship. So for me, this is an easiest pick on the card. Six for Gunther. Move along. Yeah, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Gunther for six. Um, he's there for the IC title record, which I think is, I, I believe they said November, if I'm not mistaken, is when he's supposed to beat the record. Or it could be earlier, but yeah, Gunther is right now, until that time period, he's just there to be fed challenges because they can't find anybody else for him. So yeah, throw Ali in there. So yeah, Gunther for six. Short and sweet, Gunther for six. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was shocked when Ali won that uh Battle Royal to get the rights to disappointed <laughs> to face. I do like him. He's a great athlete. Um, yeah. Gunther's going to chop the fucking shit out of him during. Oh, the he's, a, he's, he's a, a dead man. Probably dead worse, man probably worse than the, worse than the Adam Cole one that we saw in the next T. Um, he's in for a lot of pain. He's in for Dragon yeah, off I mean, level. Not much to say about this one. Uh, Gunther's going to dominate and continue on this run. Ali for free. I have such a point to make here. <laughs> the hat is back. The hat. Oh, oh my god. god. Now, now you don't even believe that. Hear me out. It makes perfect, it makes perfect sense. Ali wins by count out. <laughs> count out. He wins by what? How the fuck is he getting a Gunther out of that for 10 seconds? <laughs> Walk me through it. Make it make yeah, sense yeah, to me. Sell Please. me. Sell me on it. Job interview. Sell me. You're, sell yourself on this. You aren't selling me on it, but Bro, you can right. <laughs> I'm they, here, they've, start, they've, they've started investing time in Mustafa Ali. Rightly. Because Mustafa Ali is amazingly talented. True. The fact of the matter is, is Mustafa Ali is now getting his big push. It makes no sense for Night of Champions to be where it all ends. It makes no sense. 
for Gunter to take a blemish on his record without losing his championship, that's going to build up and he's going to be hunting Mustafa Ali week after week after week. And it'll probably come, and it'll come to a head probably at Money in the Bank, for example. Um, I'm not saying that Ali's winning the championship. No, far from it. Ali is going to get a blemish on the record, for example. Think of it as, like, he'll probably get destroyed after the match. Absolutely. But, I'll, or, <laughs> perhaps, or, I've, I've said Ali for free, but double count out is possible. This match is not as not as straightforward as we think, guys. It's pretty cool. I, I disagree. <laughs> I, I, I definitely understand your argument. And I discard it. Because this is definitely <laughs> the most... So, it is very clear to me that Gunther is not losing... Or count out, double count out, no way. We shall see. To Mustafa Ali. If it happens, hey, I will eat my friggin' words next time I'm on. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, we will keep it with you. We're going to go to probably what's going to main event, as long as it's not Cody Brock again. Uh, Oh, God. Uh, We're going to go to the tag match. So Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn against Roman Reigns. This has shenanigans written all over it, doesn't it, this match? Um, but obviously, Kevin is having retaining the championships here. It makes no sense. The question is, I mean, Kevin and Sammy for six. It, um, the Usos will rock up, I expect. Yeah. Um, put the titles on Roman and, so- and Solo. But the question is, how does it go down? That's the, that's the question. How, how it goes down? Um, I expecting Roman to, um be distracted by them potentially he gets rolled up and gets pinned on his 1000th day but he still loses doubt his his cast throughout the head of a table as as, as universal champion that would be that that would be spicy for sure he keeps his championships obviously people sort of thing something else i had in mind was Mm. did you guys see that bump on smackdown Yes. Yeah. Oh, wait, Roman uh, yes. the shoulder. Yeah, shoulder. and Roman yeah. got out of there quickly, sort of thing. I'm thinking like, huh. Back in my head, something started turning. I'm like, what if Roman um, accidentally, um, while he's trying to spear, and he, 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 there will be a spear attempt in this match, tries to spear Sammy, Sammy gets out of the way and he spears Solo. That's a good point. Mm. I can He's see it. He's been solo. Roman versus Solo at SummerSlam for the championships. Mm. There, there, there's so much they can do with this. There's so much they can do with it. Because Solo, there someone is. needs to hold that... Solo hold those straps. If Roman can wait for a little bit, someone does need to hold those straps. Oh. Because I'm a lot other, of because solo I've got a lot of time. Overrated. <laughs> I've got a lot of time for so, but at the same time, they've got other things they could always do with it, sort of thing. But the implosion of the bloodline continues here with this match. And for me, it's either the Uso disrupt Roman, he gets pinned, or Roman spears solo, and then solo gets pinned. One of those two happen. 
I have um I have KO and Sammy for four. And I know this is not a popular opinion amongst us. I so badly want Roman and Solo to win this match. Me too. <laughs> because I would love to see Roman and Solo hold those tag team championships and face the Usos for the tag team championships. Um, that's, yeah, that is obviously not going to happen. I don't see it happening that way. The implosion of the bloodline is happening as we speak. Um, I do think that Roman takes the pin in this match. I really you do. Too. I, I don't think Solo's going to take the pin. I think he's protected right now to to look like such a heel in this company that they're not going to have him take a pin here. Um, and it, it does more for Roman taking a pin in this situation, I think, than it would for Solo, just storyline-wise. Um, so I, I do think the Usos get involved at some point and possibly cost Roman the match, which is why he gets pinned. Whether they're trying to super kick Sammy and they hit Roman instead, I don't know. But I see Roman eating a pin here, and I see KO and Sammy walking out still champs. I have KO and Sammy for five. Um, I also would love to see Roman and Solo get those straps, but I don't see... I try to like convince myself, like, is there any possible scenario? I can't see any way, shape, or form they are able to take those titles off of them for storyline. It just doesn't make any sense. As far as the Usos, I think the Usos get involved, but I don't think they're out there to screw Roman and Solo. I think they come out there because they've had their family issues back and forth week after week. They always rekindle. So I think the Usos come out, try to help out Solo and Roman, but one of them accidentally causes them a distraction. I think Solo eats the pinfall, though, because I'm of the mindset where Roman needs to be absolutely perfect, unblemished, until Cody gets a hold of him. I think Roman should not take any pinfall. Solo can take the pinfall. And then it kind of plays into my theory of what it's going to be down the line. Because then I think the next episode of SmackDown, whenever Roman's going to be televised for it, I think he's going to come out there. He's going to yell at the Usos. He's also going to yell at Solo for eating that pinfall. And that's going to lead to the full demise of the bloodline. And then later on is where I see Solo, Jay, and Jimmy all turn on Roman. And then um, Cody gets it done to finish the story at SummerSlam or WrestleMania. I'm thinking SummerSlam, but if it, they want to extend it to WrestleMania, either way, I see all three members of the bloodline turning on Roman and then officially end the demise of you know what we've had, probably the best three-year storyline out of a faction we've ever seen. So I'm going to preface this too, where I did say like the storyline has been like kind of not tarnished or softening a little bit. This match can do a lot to, I think, re-entry people back into this storyline. That's maybe they need in my eyes, they need to get the fuck away from Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And I think this match will do that for, for I have Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn winning this match for four. But I think this match will do that and focus more on the actual development of the Bloodline implosion rather than going back to a few that they should have already concluded at WrestleMania, in my opinion. So now I think they'll be able to focus more on that. And like you, gentlemen, I, I am very torn, but I also think Roman could take the pin in this match. The reason I don't know about that is because I don't know. The, re the only way I think he takes the pin is if the Usos turn on him in this match. So I don't necessarily know if that's going to come in this match 
or if it's going to come at SummerSlam, because that seems more likely to be the big spectacle of like that big turn. I just don't know if this is the time that they're going to do it. I think I weigh more with Sean that, you know, something will screw up with them and then something will happen and somehow Roman or Solo will get pinned and they'll blame it on the Usos and Roman will blame it on the other folks that are involved. So I don't think the Usos necessarily turn yet, but I do think that is like very much on the way. The other portion of this, if they want to speed this up and they're doing it at SummerSlam, the Usos are turning at Night of Champions, 100%, if they do it at SummerSlam. Uh, I just don't, I think they're going to wait it out for a while. So I think that there's no turn, but I do think the implosion is coming. I hope this for me also gets me very much back into like how much leading up to WrestleMania was very exciting. So that's what my hope is for this match. But I do have Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn going over. For, for the record, well. I don't actually think Cody's taking them belts off Roman. I, I, it's interesting. So I just think he's the most logical Why? person to do it because he, he's big, I think he's the biggest baby was, beast in the company right now. He's like the hottest thing going, I think. And they should have already gave him the belts. <laughs> he ain't that hot. Trust he me. already gave him the belts, though. They should have already. Sorry, they should have already given. Cody's him on the belts. Cody's on Raw. So now I think Cody's on Raw, and you won't get a cash in opportunity. Even if you win the money in the bank, there'll be one for Raw, there'll be one for SmackDown. He won't get a chance to cash in for the one for, for SmackDown. He's gonna win the Royal Rumble next year again, coming in at number one. And, and he's going to even I'm not that, even I'm not that That's stupid. <laughs> I, and I noticed the thing too. I don't even think Cody gets a clean victory, Roman. I think literally it's he picks up the pieces on Roman, and it's due to the bloodline interfering. And then Cody gets it. It's going to be kind of. I don't. It's think a tough that. scenario because I think it's going to lose a lot of steam for Cody's momentum if they push this all the way to WrestleMania because the focus is going to be Roman and Solo versus the Usos, and then Solo joining their brothers to turn on Roman. I feel like. Cody's going to lose a little bit of steam because they're we're in a whole different direction as far as our when's the bloodline like crumbling. And then Cody's over on the other show was trying to deal with Brock Lesnar problem. So it's, it's a lot of like months that you got to build up and kind of regenerate that interest again, mm-hmm. I feel. I don't – I think Cody wins I clean think- when he wins. It will not be – it cannot be a, a fuck finish again because well, you've already Would you guys be pissed if it was a cash-in? I, he's well, not winning well, money in the bank, so... If it if was somebody other than Cody... Sure. If it was somebody other than Cody for a Drew cash McIntyre would win money in the bank. Drew Cody can't bank. cash in. McIntyre? If Drew wins money in the bank, I think he's cashing in on Seth. Drew, Drew's on so SmackDown, too. so Drew will be cashing in on Roman. Unless 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 AJ wins the belt. Unless AJ were to somehow win against Seth. There's only one. But then AJ goes the well, at the moment. Who knows what's going to happen? But in the bank. That's that's, oh, that's true. Take but that's what true. I will say, what I will say, and I will just mention that you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting excited, and I want. We don't know yet. Let, let's get let's get past not a champion before we to mention there that Cody's going to win the Rumble and he's going to go to WrestleMania. Then what happens with Dwayne? He, Rock is not going to WrestleMania 40. I don't know 
we've already done this. <laughs> and we've done this for the past like three or four years when he said he was going to come back and fight Roman. He put it in the show. He's done all this shit. LA was the place to do it because he's a fucking Hollywood guy. Everyone needs to get through their head. Rock is not coming. We don't back. know that until I, until I see <laughs> it in front of my eyes. I will keep saying that because last year was the time to do it. He's been waiting like two years to say I'm doing it in LA. Now what? He's doing it in Philadelphia for WrestleMania 40. Philadelphia is a bigger spot no, for him than Los Angeles. WrestleMania 40 is a bigger deal than 39. I, I understand the, the significance of that. Are we you can also out, have Jeremy? Roman wrestle twice, just like you were. They were going to do 39. Are we going to pull out? In the, and obviously, we, we're all big Cody fans here. I mm. think if Cody wins the Rumble twice, he's going to lose a lot of fans. Fans are going to turn <laughs> on him. I think... When he was in AEW, I generally thought he was the biggest waste of blood and organs in the company. Mm. Wow. Not, all right, just, fine. Well, well, me, me, Chris, and Jeremy are big Cody fans. I'm still not the biggest fan. So I think. I mean, in WWE, to be fair, but I do get yeah, him. I just think if yeah. he wins the Rumble again, it's going to be like the Roman Reigns syndrome back when he was, um, you know, the big dog, where fans are going to turn on him, and then it's going to lose. I don't. Think it, so. I just don't. First of all, I'm not a big. I'm not a fan at all of people winning back to back Rumbles. I've never been a fan of it. I didn't enjoy it at all. I think you need to mix it up every year, bring in a new superstar to kind of a fresh start. It, I feel like it's too obvious at this point because if Cody doesn't win Money in the Bank, you know he's the only logical pick to win the Rumble to get to Roman. And I just can't see who else is there. for. If Rock is not going to be there, I don't see anyone who else is available. I don't, And I don't see Gunther versus Roman right now. Maybe down the line, but at WrestleMania 40, I do not see anybody besides Cody facing over. So, well, the other thing I will say, too. yes, the other thing I will say is with this draft, they have said that they can make trades whenever they want. If they want to get Cody without winning Rumble to Roman, they will. I, I do not think that should be a hiccup. Why are we even talking about this? You, they drafted two weeks ago and they did a tournament for fucking both shows. With why people have draft if, if you could I've been asking that yeah, for they weeks. Break, they break their own rules, but like even with the. That's why Cody is going to get to Roman. It's not just Money in the Bank or Royal Rumble. It's if they want him to, they will. One hundred. So basically, we're all in agreement that this draft was a pile of dog shit. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think it. I liked that eh, they put people where they mixed it up. They people needed new areas to be in. That's fine. The free agents are fucking stupid. The trades, all that stuff, they didn't necessarily lay out exactly what all that meant. But I don't think it was a, a terrible draft in terms of what they did. I thought it was very standard to what they normally do. And then back in the frank. day when they used to do like the wild card rule, I'm like, first of all, the same people that you're like flip-flopping back and forth, they're going to see no changes. <laughs> It's the same. It's the same thing. Doing it's now gonna be no agents. TV time at all. Just gonna be like the top heavy, the top of the card guys being able to jump shows and then eat up all the TV time. Which honestly, I love because obviously the people. If I can get Roman on SmackDown and Raw every week, I'm all for it. But <laughs> he can't even show up to SmackDown. Yeah, but uh, don't worry though. Von Wagner is a free agent, so we'll be seeing him on both shows. Yeah, as make well. sure we don't have our sunglasses on indoors, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, that's it for our predictions. What I want to say, Matt, I'm going to give you some time now as well. I want you to promote Good Cop, Bad Cop, and also anything you want to add 
to this episode. Put your stamp of approval on. We really appreciate having you. I thought you wanted to hear my my Matt Rushmore. Yeah, oh, yes. Thank you so Love much. It. Yes, yeah, thank you so year. much. Okay, so I did task Matt to create his Mount Rushmore wrestling, and I almost friggin' let him off the show without saying it. So you're very let's hear it. My, I, I've, I've had it created for many, many years. This, <laughs> this, um, this list. best character in wrestling history. Long list. Number one is um, first battle um, pick. It's it's yep. um, it's the Undertaker. Absolutely, the longevity. No one will ever have a career that decorated ever again, and certainly not a character yep. that is literally a fucking zombie biker, basically, with with fucking yeah. lightning powers. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. <laughs> it could only happen in professional <laughs> wrestling. Pick That's so great. is. Mick Foley. That's so great. Okay, and I and I love that. Okay, I love the fact that he had so many different versions of himself. It's wonderful. Second, like you know, like six foot six. Oh, you know, okay. built of built like a yeah, chiseled. I'm thinking like the late um the late um superstar Billy Graham. Whole... Mick Foley chiseled. showed that you haven't <laughs> got to be a stereotypical guy. Hogan, you haven't got to be like under a giant. You haven't got to. You haven't got to have pythons bulging out of everywhere, like Scott Steiner, for example. I generally think when Scott Steiner <laughs> became available, um, Vince McMahon climaxed. Uh, I generally had. A, I generally have that I, that image in my head, which is wonderful. And now you're thinking of it now as well. So you're welcome. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, now I'm it, but the fact that Mick Foley made things that people like me and I weigh three hundred and thirty pounds um, makes you feel like someone of my size and someone of my build could be a professional wrestler. He he, he laid the groundwork for people like Kevin Owens, who does not look like a professional wrestler. Pretty does. Pretty <laughs> does. But time. my God, is that man street? And that's when people can get behind him and relate to him so much. So that's why Mick Foley is on my Matt Rushmore talented. And my God, um, does he... He feels like a, a gun. Excellent storyteller as well, by the way. We, we saw him WrestleMania weekend Indeed, He's hilarious. Graham got to see him on the Hell in the Cell tour. Um, actually, yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. Um, my third pick um, is Rikishi. Ah, now you probably ask me why here. Rikish. The Big reason that I became a wrestling I would fan. love to know why. Okay, the reason why Rikishi is on is on the Mount Rushmore uh, is because he um, is. When I was fair, I, be, I said I mentioned earlier I started watching in 1999, um, and I, I watched with a couple of friends. They had two of the 99 King of the Ring and the 99 uh, VHS tapes of wrestling. We didn't, we couldn't get a lot of wrestling here at the time. And they were, we'll say, but deep in the middle of the Attitude Era. So, um, Unforgiven. Mm, average shock at event. And that event I chose to watch was free on... I was like, oh, it's, it's all good and everything, but is it something I want to watch myself? So I thought I'm going to watch on UK TV that weekend. 
and it was the 2000 Armageddon. The sixth man Hell in a Cell match. Oh, yes. Great match. Now, incredible. I had for sure, for sure, um, played SmackDown versus SmackDown, uh, SmackDown 2 Nine Roll, one of the best video games of all time. For sure. Non binary on that game. They were ahead of a curve, people, on that game. You could be. I remember my brother and my sister loved that game so much. You could actually create characters who were. Um, so that he could <laughs> challenge for the women's championship, and you could have every championship on because yeah. China could compete for men's and women's championships. So they did. My brother created a character that was non-binary, basically, online in a ladder match, and it lasted three, and it, oh and it lasted God. three seconds because you could just up ladder, jump off, and grab it on the way down, sort of thing. Three second ladder match. The engines <laughs> were longer, but I only knew oh about Rikishi's too cool music. At the time. So when Rikiji came out to a bad man, I'm a bad man. Yeah, I'm a bad man. Yeah. And you know, it, wasn't, it, it was fine for what it was, <laughs> yeah. sort of thing. But I didn't know the store not going into it, sort of thing. So I was very happy for the catch up video going into it. Um, Seeing a man, £400, take that plunge. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Add to the fact that. It was revealed. I forget where it was revealed, but it was a couple of years ago. I found out Rikishi was supposed to win that match, and they changed the decision of the championship for the Rock. For <laughs> the Rock, rock moments. <laughs> Kish was supposed to wow. pin the Rock to win the championship, and it was ridiculous. The whole I did it for the Rock thing. They should have put. They should have put that gimmick on Kurt Angle because Kurt Angle, mm. the champion, when Austin came back, Kurt Angle debuted at the Survivor Series the yeah. night that um, Austin yeah. hurt his neck. Yeah, perfect person to take advantage because who yep. was it was the it was a perfect angle. I just didn't do it. And my last pick, um, I picked. I've had this for a long time, and I'll stick with it. It was it, when I picked it back in 2019. Um, Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins, back in 20, Seth Rollins back in 2018. I said it was going to be the future. This is a guy who I thought would be the future of the industry. Oh, wow, okay. And we talked about a lot on the show today, actually. How does chance his theme song? Sounds like, I mean, that, I mean, yeah, he doesn't even need to say anything. The future of WWE. Seth Rollins is so amazing on the microphone yep. and getting crap. I mean, yeah. he hasn't got to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> He's hilarious. He's excellent. Uh, absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Um, Even the wardrobe he wears every week yeah. just gets me done. Over. Doesn't need a championship. Deserves one for sure. Doesn't. Yeah, yeah, but but he's got, but he can do, yeah. but he can do that because he's Seth freaking Rollins. He is that need one. Um, he's just, and at the back of twenty nineteen, I said that he helped carry the company through the pandemic era, and I mean, look at him now. I mean, we were all there. I can say, I I so rarely get to say this. We were all there when we saw him beat Brock. For the championship yeah. at WrestleMania 35, yep. um, we didn't. Me, me and Graham it's didn't expect um, 
Seth to and Roman Seth and Roman Seth and Brock to open the show. No, it, it, yeah, I me- I remember also thinking like they weren't going to give us all three winners that we, we wanted. We had five we wanted. We wanted, and we got four out of five. We wanted Kurt to win as well. And that was like the okay. debut of like when Brock kind of made his own rule of if I can't main event, I'm going on first. Yeah. I just meant for the main titles, like Becky, Kofi, and Seth. I did not think. I thought at least we one of those. We thought that. We also wanted. Uh, we also wanted. Um, Triple H Batista? No, we wanted on the pre show. We wanted the pre show. We wanted Zach Ryder and um, Kurt Hawkins to win. That happened. Which yeah. they did. Which, the, which they, they did. did. And we wanted Angle to win. And that didn't happen, unfortunately. But yeah. 100%. I, I was so mad when Corbin won that. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> The golden side of the night was <laughs> when uh, when I won the championships. Um, big, big. iconic. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. The only thing is, is that the um, it's one of the biggest cheers. I don't know when you were in that. <laughs> the people to the, the people to the side that was the big, big the they got for that. Then they won. They got. They start imitating like how fanboys. Oh, like them. It's like, I'm like yeah, they, yeah. that's literally what they did. They, <laughs> the whole match they were shitting on. They were like, yo, they fucking suck. As soon as they won, they get up and they do the pose. Like, what is this? <laughs> well, that was great. That's a great list, Matt. I, I also think like a personal Mount Rushmore is very personal mm. to one person too, because everyone gets into wrestling mm. at a different I point. Like- I think, you know, even if it's around the same era, they've had interests that interest them. And you see yourself in him. And I think that's what's great I about wrestling in general. And that's why I think a lot of us um, love wrestling. I need yeah, to do it at some point. I have, well? I, off the top of my head, I could do one, yeah. Okay. I could do Miss Elizabeth. Not the top of my head. Yep. Uh, Ludra Blaze. Um, um, May Young. Charlotte. Um, <laughs> Presley, okay. but manager, one of the best of all time. Um, and... Yep. Because where, while she was in charge, there was no scandals in the company. Stephanie McMahon. She could still Stephanie go. Stephanie does deserve Abby's, Abby's a lot Jen. of credit, too. I think she goes yeah. undervalued in a lot of conversation. <clears throat> That's great. In mm. terms of wrestling ability, Lita. I think Trish can go a little higher than the image I could die about. Thank you for that. <laughs> you did him a welcome to that image, but I don't want it. Oh God! Well, the magnificent one—it was absolutely fantastic to have you on. We are going to have you all back, and we will do the first ever trivia challenge podcast versus podcast. I'm Whoa. counting. I guess I'm going to have to host, or maybe Sean will host because. We need the best guns out there we for our team. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Well, wait, wait, wait. I got say Chris. Wait, Chris, wait. Chris got a whole one with I'm, Jeremy. I have said I would take you one of the hands. Oh, okay. okay. That, that is fair, Sean. So we will do that in the meantime. To I'm, happy gets said, I'm happy to take you all on handicap. <laughs> yeah, Matt, Matt did say a handicap match. He would have no problem what doing it. What if Matt it, just so. goes complete? just goes 25 and 0 against all of us. Could you imagine? Oh, God. Oh, man. I can't. Might be barking up the wrong tree with that one. 
Uh, yeah, I agree. But <laughs> thank you again so much for being here. Just promote yourself one more time the podcast, how we lo- can access it. I'd be delighted to. You can find me personally at the Mattech UK on Twitter because someone had Mattech before I got there. Um, <laughs> um, you can find me every Sunday on Visionaries Global Media. Um, co-hosting the Good Cop Bad Wrestling podcast with Graham. Uh, find that at Good Bad Wrestle. Uh, get in, get in, get involved in the fan cop moment. Lots of stuff there. Lots of wrestling. The Phoenix Flash podcast. You've got the JGB Sports podcast. We love to hear your fans' opinions, and you disagree with them. Um, you can, as they on Vision Media, you've got all podcasts. We're a nine-year-old podcast host, the youngest podcast host in the Western Hemisphere. People. Support wow. Bad Card as Graham's personal project. Support local baseball as well. Um, you've also got, when it comes back, the good card. Uh, you've got Game Junkies and Chris Talks Games with me um, and Chris alternating every Saturday. Uh, talk about gaming and Dungeons and Dragons, Dungeons and Dragons Weekly on the network. Like a bit of tabletop, place to be. You guys are welcome to come and join us at some point for a little game as well. Fantastic. Thank you so much, everybody. We really appreciate you. Stay tuned for our Double or Nothing show coming to you this Friday. Thank you again to our guests, and you all have a good one.